0: Good morning, good afternoon, and good night!
1: you know, I got to tell you, I have so many garbage apps on my phone, I never know where to look for stuff. And recently, I decided to clean house, all the junk and clutter gone. This leaves me with my most cherished apps, you know, the ones that can do it all, like my Live One app, music, events, news, podcasts, comedy, oh, and actual musical stations curated by humans, not those robots, hanging out on Bezos's yacht, all this on one tiny little place on my phone. I've become such a fan of the app. We here at the Adam Corolla Show will give you three months free. Jump on to LiveOne.com forward slash Corolla to lock in your deal today. And with inflation at an all-time high, this is a huge savings. Live One.com forward slash Corolla for three months plus for free. No ads. <laughs>
2: Well, welcome to CarCast. I'm Matt, the moderator. DeAndre here with Bill Goldberg.
3: Happy New Year. To Happy you, buddy.
2: New Year. Um, yeah, it's been a, it's been kind of a whirlwind couple of weeks uh, for us. For for a lot of people, um, I just want to. Uh, well, I guess let's just start right away with with uh, with mentioning Ken Block. What a horrible, tragic accident. Uh, ken block uh uh passing uh 55 years old um i i don't know I, I don't really know all of the details around it apparently he was um uh on a, on a snowmobile i think out with a few friends at the time uh he was alone on the snowmobile something happened he got underneath it and uh i however he ended up there um it is absolutely terrible i am can't imagine what his family is is going through. So my condolences to them. I really feel for them. Uh you know, we haven't done a ton with with Ken Block, but over the years, um, we we definitely have done stuff. Like we've we've been, you know, we were all there for Goodwood and uh we you know filmed a TV commercial with him, I think for Fort of Motorsport and He's on CarCast a few times over the years, uh, some of our early years, almost 12, 13 years ago, uh, before we even built out the new studio and everything, uh, you know, Ken Block came by the studio and, and stuff. So you know, we be- had this very nice kind of cordial relationship on and off over the, the past decade or so, and to see what he has done. You know, for himself, for for his companies, for his family, for the car community, is is just phenomenal. And I I don't know. You know, this comes up all the time. Like, hey, Adam Carolla, you were the first to to do podcasting. And he's like, well, I don't think I was the first. I was just sort of the first to maybe do it a little bit more mainstream. Uh, or. To do it and start gaining a lot of attention to the podcasting world. And I feel like Ken Block has done so much for the motorsports world with his content creation, uh, his marketing ability, uh, building a, a company around what he has done, a, a successful brand around it. Um, the Jim videos were really the first of their kind. Everyone's tried to emulate that. I mean, a lot of people successfully have done it. They sort of paved the way for it, and he and he did it with open arms. I mean, conversations that I have had with him were always about. You know, like how he's got there, and then he's just like, let's just do it, let's just do more let's just keep going bigger and better and what are you guys doing what's happening in podcasting and what is you know like he was just so interested in creating content for that world that was kind of fun and um i I appreciate i appreciate all of that uh not just as an enthusiast but as a business owner
3: uh, yeah I mean the- First and foremost obviously my condolences go out to his family. I can't even imagine uh what they're going through. I look at Ken Block like Tony Hawk. Um he revolutionized the sport completely. Yeah. You know Tony Hawk did it in skateboarding. Ken Block did it I think maybe times 10. He did things. He was a patriarch. He 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 was indicative of how the X Games community and the X Games kind of uh, revolutionized and changed motorsports. I mean, there before him, there was Evil Knievel, right? Evil right. Knievel pushed the envelope every time he went out. Man, Block did things. Remember the first backflip we saw on a motorcycle? Yeah. He did things that were revolutionary like that, like, each time he went out. It was pretty unbelievable, the benchmark that he set. And, <clears throat> you know, I, I crossed paths with him many times. And and to be such a, a, a trendsetter and to be so revolutionary, he was just a down-to-earth dude, too. Um, yeah. Which is which is really cool to see. So, um, yeah, heart goes out to his family. You know, this guy's done so much motorsports wise and, and he goes out and something happens on a snowmobile. So just a, it was a crappy way to start the year off. Look at Monday night football, you know, we're yeah, all man, open and praying for, for him right now. And, uh, I mean what we saw, I mean, it happened on national television. What, what, has happened in the past in football, whether it be in the NFL or in college, when it came to, you know, ambulances coming out on the field, um, having to tend to to players that were hurt. Never before did you see anything like you saw at Monday night football this last week, because it, it it all happened in real time. Right. Yeah. It opened a lot of people's eyes and, you know, thoughts go out to he and his family. And uh, it just, you know, it's a crappy way to start the year off and, and it really makes you look inside yourself. And uh it's it's just a it's a trying time for sure. So hopefully uh 2023 will go a hell of a lot better than it started. But, um yeah, it's a really, really crappy way to start the year. And then you got the who's the actor?
2: Jeremy Renner. Yeah.
3: Jeremy Renner. You know, I guess it comes in threes, right?
2: I I guess, and there's and there's been more in the motorsports world as well, uh, but yeah, Jeremy Jeremy Renner, um, you know, an actor from movie SWAT and the Avengers and and, and uh, the Marvel problem Yeah, he was uh, uh, driving a snowcat, I think, a big, uh, uh, probably not too far out from uh, from Steve Austin and Aaron Hagar. He's up in that kind of Reno. Nevada, Tahoe area, and uh, apparently the story was he he had this 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 big tractor, the Snowcat, and he was helping somebody else, a neighbor, get a vehicle off the road. And I guess he wasn't in the vehicle. He wasn't in the Snowcat at the time, probably doing something to attach the vehicle or toe strap or something, and how I understand it the snowcat ran over his leg and uh, this is this is this is a like a tank it's like a tr- you know it's a big tractor uh ran over his leg and um uh it somehow hurt part of his chest but he he put an instagram post up uh yesterday so we're in the studio tuesday or wednesday so tuesday he put a post up very short just a picture of himself saying he's he's still here and uh, he's going to take a little break from social media as he tries to heal up. But uh, he's he's there, and he said thanks for the outpour of of, of comments and 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 prayers and stuff. But uh, yeah, just crazy. And I I will also say, Ken Block has three kids, and his daughter Leah. That's really been uh, doing quite a bit on social media and uh driving and, and a lot with her dad and did the you know the uh the youtube video stuff the drag race videos um she seemed like a sweetheart of a girl. they built a fox body mustang together, which I thought was fantastic that was fun and she's working on the Audi that they just did uh this morning she put up uh, uh, an instagram post and it was a it was a very heartfelt sincere well. Spoken, well written uh, note about about her dad. So, uh, you know, I, I'm sure there's a lot to unpack over there. Uh, there's a lot that's going on. Listen, Ken Block wasn't, you know, he's a young guy. He's had lot, a lot more going with him. I mean, you see his posts a couple of days ago and he was literally posting the snowmobiles outside with snow covered on them. And he's like, we're getting on these things, you know, uh, today, which is not you know, this is what he did all the time. So the uh, way of life. Yeah. he lived his life. Um. Uh, anyway, just, uh, like you said, uh, a, a tragic start to 2023. Let's, uh, hope everything, uh, starts uh, turning around and getting better. And I'm, I'm, I've got a lot of, uh, I've got a lot of faith and enthusiasm for 2023. So, uh, here we go. Let's, let's, let's get into it. Let's, let's turn the page, I guess. Um, yeah. So, uh, the garage, the garage, Goldberg's garage, it's, it's there. It's basically done. It's very close to being done. I know you've got to get that foundation poured around the building because of, I, I, it, last week we talked about it, get the cars in. And, you know, it's a, it's like a six inch slab or something that you're trying to get the car. In. But so you got to do the, yeah 13 inch,
3: 13 inch dif- differential so i had to build ramps and you know yeah. it was precarious and sketchy and stupid but the end of the day all of the cars but three that are strewn throughout the property as i'm looking at the 73 trans am I'm sitting right outside but uh yeah we're we're almost there dude they uh, <clears throat> poured curbs last week cleaned them up uh Raised up the foundation, so now it's only a three-inch differential, so all of the asphalt and concrete will be poured next week, and then uh, once I get a fence around the damn thing, we'll be pretty much finished. I mean, we're like 95% finished. There's car wash details, and, you know, trim, some trim and stuff, and Levrak needs to come back out or come out, um, but we're there, dude. We're, we're We're almost there. Gage has been using the gym for the last week with, you know, three to five of his teammates. So it's it's immediately serving the purpose that I wanted it to serve. Um, the only issue, well, the only issue, <clears throat> I got an interesting phone call yesterday. My GC calls and asks if I'm at the garage, and I said no, and he says, "Well, the landscaper's up there, and there's an animal in there eating your eating your your jade tree or whatever the hell it was." <laughs> and so yeah, uh, I went up there and we got like a three hundred pound deer eating my freaking new plants, but. <laughs> Yeah, I got to electrify that fence and come up with some kind of remedy. But, um, well, yeah, close the doors, <laughs> the doors is not the problem. The doors, you know, if I get a, a longhorn going up, uh, up against that building and, you know, slapping its horns, it's yeah. going to ruin everything. So it's all good. I just got to keep, uh, part of the wildlife out. But, uh, we're there, dude. We're yeah. there. I'm actually using it, I'm, I'm enjoying it. Uh, I'm still cleaning and moving stuff around. I haven't hung one thing on the walls yet. But it'll it'll
2: uh, it'll take a little bit to get settled in. You might want to put some stuff up and then you realize you're gonna move it to a, you know, a different corner or something else. I Oh I, I, yeah, you should see how many times I've moved the gym
3: equipment. Oh my yeah. god. <laughs> I'll do a set and I'll sit down and I'll look and I'll go, hmm, that'll look that looks better over here. So
2: I I, I did it in my kind of small gym that you saw. I did it a few times, but the pain in the ass for me was every time I wanted to move a piece of equipment, it was the one like full rack system with the stack weights on it and everything. So it was like the heaviest piece that you you couldn't, you couldn't move. It's a thousand pound piece of of equipment. So I'm taking the, you know, the forklift that you can't get underneath it. So I'm Uh trying to use like ratchet straps. I figured out Uh a way now to – I figured out a way now to to uh, use the forklift and some ratchet straps and I get it off the ground. It's not perfectly level. So when you get it off the ground, it kind of leans back. It kind of tilts back and it it's kind of hanging on the ratchet straps. But you can move it around. Like you can kind of drag it. Like it's almost like it's dragging on its tippy toes and then you can kind of lower it. Like there is a way to move it around with – with, with the forklift, but yeah, that was the one piece I had to move like four times. The as best I changed way it to move
3: any of those pieces of equipment with the forklift is put, put each of them on a pallet.
2: It is, but I was already set. Like I, I, I you're right. Like I kind of envision every piece of equipment on the on pallets, sitting on pallets for like a month. So if you want to, even if you're working exactly. out, so you, as you're moving stuff around a little bit, you can be like, oh, I'm going to move it here. I'm going to move it here, and then finally, when you think you got it, then you know take all the pallets out. But
3: well, yeah, I put a so there's a little bit of cardio in my gym, right? So there's a treadmill, and then there's a rope machine. Yeah. So but facing the opposite direction at that. Opposite side of my gym as the giant TV on the on the one wall. So, you know, I wanted to watch the game the other night, and so I turned my the rope around so I could see the TV all the way at the other side, and I'm like, you know what? Fuck that. I'm just turning it around and I'm gonna buy a TV and I'm gonna put that. it on this wall. So yeah, I mean and now the TV gets here and it's too big. So now I'm gonna change it with the TV in my kitchen. And it's <laughs> It's just one thing. Oh, <laughs> good. But we're at the point where it's fun. You know, I'm at the point where I'm going to put the first vehicle on the, the Ben pack, the two post, get it up in the air, get some wheels and tires changed out. And just start going from vehicle to vehicle. Um, car wash. Like I said, is almost done. I'm just having a problem with the Wong system. It leaking and um, Milwaukee. Thank you guys so much. I continue to get box after box of tools. And uh, I will displaying them. I'll be displaying them once I get uh, a clean workbench from badass workbenches. I might add, but um, yeah, everything's just on top of everything
2: else. So it's so it's, I, as so. I was going to ask about the tools. I know, I know you reached out to Milwaukee. You had a relationship with them from years ago. Um. As you start to lay out where the cars are going to be, there's cars that are storage and some that are just sort of display. Uh, but have you figured out like a work area? I know you like to tool around on the cars a bit. and it, And then because I went through this too. I was like, well, are my tools too far away from where my work car is, like whatever project I'm working on? And- well, well,
3: what what what? My solution to that was fourteen garage doors and two and but the, the center to work the center the center of the structure is solely a work bay. Okay, so there's there's a scissor scissor lift on one in one bay, and then there's the Benpack two post, you know, fourteen thousand pound capacity uh, in the other bay, and then the workbench is right in front of it. So literally. The entire middle of the structure is the work area. So on either side, I'll be displaying vehicles. Whether it's you know the race cars on one side, or whether it's all Dodges on the other. But when I need to work on something, I'll just pull it right in the middle. I'm not I'm not taking anything to vehicles. I'm taking vehicles to the area.
2: Right. Okay. Unless you get jammed up like me and your car is on jack stands for five years. <laughs> that won't, <I'm laughs> that going, won't happen. Out of the garage,
3: so I'm not- <laughs> I will, actually, what's going to happen is I'm going to put a two-post outside. So if anything is in that state, then that's where that's going to go. Or I just store it in the in the uh, in the wash bay. You know, that's kind of my go-to. If right. I don't, if I need some storage completely out of the way, eh, just won't use the wash bay for a month and just put the car in there. And
2: yeah. Okay.
3: Expo lights it up really well, so I could do any work in there I, I need to. But and then. We're there.
2: And then the next question, and this is a question on behalf of all of our podcast listeners. Uh, when do we get that uh, podcast studio up and running? You know what? Here, <laughs> first and foremost, remember all the equipment
3: that I, I asked you? Yeah. This, yeah. I still, that's still in boxes. Okay. I still, I have to see if it's, I mean, if it's worth even unboxing and using. Um, but the issue that I have right now, and I did a I did a voiceover for the University of Georgia the other day. Yeah, the, yeah, the I heard it. Peach bowl game, and I <laughs> ended up doing it in my my bathroom closet <laughs> because, because it, it's it's got concrete floor still in my office, and so it echoes like nobody's freaking business. Yeah, okay. But once I get the flooring in, it'll it'll change exponentially. Put
2: so. the, put some yeah. of that gym flooring in there. Thick rubber mat.
3: Yeah, I mean that'll absorb it for sure. Yeah. I, I don't know uh, about the look of it in there, but yeah, no, I, it'll come up with it's a small area. I'm yeah. gonna come up with something and then we'll be there. But uh, like I said, like I said, I, I'm curious to see if that equipment that I have is still even worth unboxing. Or has it been is it obsolete, you know, it coming out three years ago.
2: Yeah, well, well, we'll reach out to Chris. You can even Facetime with him and go through it. But uh, the carpet um, in, in here in this studio, uh, we use the carpet square, so it's almost like tile. So it's it's easy to to put down, and then as one gets screwed up, you can kind of replace it and, and do it. And then you saw the walls and everything that we did in here, and I know you talked to Chris a little bit about it. But, yeah, I uh, want to
3: see the carpet.
2: Yeah, yeah, I'll show you. Um, the there's, there's, you know. There's different colors, so we've got like a red trim around the outside and kind of a dark bluish gray blue carpet. Is it more like, of a
3: commercial thinness? Yeah, in the, the carpet.
2: Yeah, okay. yeah,
3: and but it an absorbs sound pretty well.
2: I mean, yeah, I mean, once the studio is done, uh it's it's great in here. So, um yeah, I don't know if, what else is underneath it. I guess I can ask Adam when he comes in a little bit and see what what he puts down I'm underneath it, but. Uh, the whole thing was this whole room is built uh raised a little bit. I think there's wires underneath the floor mm-hmm. uh, I think that's how they did it. That's how I think this all comes up um but uh yeah chris would know yeah. and and Adam of course would know but uh yeah, and then you you talk about the
3: you talk about the dedicated workspace area and you talk about things that we still need to do well in the, after the concrete gets laid. Then we're pulling every one of the vehicles out, and then the HVAC needs to be turned on for the first time, which is going to blow fiberglass and everything that's in that system out everywhere on the floor of the garage. That's why I got to get the, the cars out um, so we can get the the, the thing uh, airtight yeah. and climate controlled. But uh, the, the the next step and pretty much the final step is the the main floor flooring. And so, as I said, I'm going to do pretty much a Nitto commercial and <laughs> yeah. and lay rubber down all in that structure, and then they're going to clear it. The issue with that is that the workbench and the weight of the, that workbench, and it's in three pieces. Yeah. So, And I have to tie in water behind a part of the workbench to, to connect with the sink system that's in the, the workbench. Well, I can't do all of that until the floor is done because I have to remove the workbench and everything else from the floor so that it can be coated. Yeah. So I got to do it all in sections. And it's not like these. that workbench is like 20 pounds. I mean, the things. Oh, I yeah. don't,
2: it's massive.
3: It's freaking huge. So, you know, then there's that. So just a lot of uh, repositioning over yeah. the next one.
2: But- as you said, it's it's mostly there. It's just figuring out the interior stuff. The structure's up. It's good. It's done. The doors close. It's as far as we know, it's weather resistant.
3: <laughs> Under, all the windows are finally in. Yeah. Everything's freaking done pretty much. I mean, the big task is is laying the concrete and the asphalt and and then we're there, dude. I mean, we're literally there.
2: And so when do you, when do you start Rolling out some some content around this thing. Like, when do we start to get to see maybe some YouTube stuff, some social media stuff, get some more videos done? My goal
3: was Christmas time. My goal was to bring it out. You know, hey,
2: twenty twenty
3: three, Gober's Garage, finally. Yeah, after one hundred and fifteen years of construction, but you know, just. uh, Well,
2: look. I mean, shoot something, do an intro, explain what it is for those on on YouTube that don't listen to the podcast and uh and roll it out in in steps you know just uh because there's some cool stuff i know we got teasers of some of the time lapse stuff and you've and i have texted a few photos and stuff so I, it's going to be a work in progress uh you know for for a while i mean honestly you know six more months of just laying things Bye. out and configuring and stuff and moving stuff around and and even when the cars are laid out you might want to move them around a little bit because you like you know, one in a different place than the other or, or something's going on and you're going to use it or, or whatever. So uh, yeah. So now we're, we're all kind of excited to, to see the fit, you know, from the renderings to what it ended up being. And uh, you and I personally have talked about the staircase for a while. I have not seen Uh, it yet. uh, So I want to see the stairs.
3: (laughs) And the stairs are great, right? As we're speaking, all of the railings are being finished on the stairs because all the railings in the entire structure were done, other than the stairs. Um, the problem with the railings on the stairs is that I need to lose weight because it <laughs> it, it the width it's thirty five inches from post to post. Yeah, it's not a lot of room. It's really not a lot of room. So it, you're going to have to be going single file up and down the stairs, the staircases. Yeah. So it's beautiful. It's it's absolutely appealing to the eye, but it's just a little small. Give me like six inches width, and I'm fantastic. But hey, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna bitch and moan over little details. Yeah, so.
2: it'll work out. You'll get you'll get used to it. You'll get used to it pretty oh, good. Man. I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting. Remember,
3: big boy, the big uh, longhorn that that died here on the property. Yeah. For Christmas and in Hanukkah, Wanda got me his horns right yeah and so i've got this rack that's freaking huge and it's the first thing that's going to be hung in the garage i'm going to do that on an instagram video and um and the, the the horns mean a lot to me and it means a lot to the property and it'll it'll be the way the cri- to christen the garage
2: yeah all right
3: so i'm looking forward yeah. to that
2: all right well, sounds good sounds good Um, let's see what else is going on. I did a little, I did a little road trip over the holiday break. I went, uh, I went from California to Phoenix, to Sedona, to Vegas, to back to California. And I wanted to do a little bit of off-roading, um, and finding a vehicle to do it in, uh, naturally my, F 150 Lightning is not the vehicle for that. <laughs> we, you know, I get it. It's electric vehicles. It's not a road trip vehicle, despite, especially over the holidays, by the way. When I was driving and I saw like charging stations or Tesla stations, uh, they were completely full. There was a line of people that looked miserable. And I feel for them who, who, ha- who, you know, have to do that on a road trip. I say just rent yourself like a Chevy Tahoe or something. Um, But, uh, you know, uh, Tammy was coming with me. The little dogs were coming with me. We wanted plenty of room and we wanted a nice ride. And uh, I wanted to try something that we haven't tried before. So I reached out to Lexus and grabbed the LX600, which is basically the Toyota Land Cruiser. Mm -hmm. Right? So I knew that you were going to get a comfortable ride but i wanted some off-road capability cuz we were going to try to to hit the dirt a little bit and uh, and actually it it actually worked out it worked out well so we got the the LX uh 600 ultra luxury the ultra luxury is this one was a little bit different configuration. It's not going to be the most popular configuration because you can get a three row version of this thing and whatever their premium model. Um, but this one is it. You know it. It it tipped the scales if if you will on price. It comes in about one hundred and twenty seven thousand bucks, but the back seat is two captains chairs uh, with a with a fixed center console with cup holders and plugs and the. Mm-hmm. The passenger side rear seat, if no one's in the front, that becomes a recliner. It's like a full massage, full recliner. So what I was doing is is I was driving and I told Tammy, I was like, well, sit in the back and try it out. So her sitting in the back passenger side allows you to take the front passenger seat. It moves forward. It's designed to move forward and kind of lean forward and the headrest folds down or or whatever and it's got flat screens on the back and the <laughs> rear seat allows you to recline, put your feet up. It's like a luxury jetliner, right? And you've got a touch screen next to you and there's TVs, back there screens and there's headphones you can listen to stuff and you get a massage chair and 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 the dogs just basically sit in the passenger chair over there and, and they're reclined and they got seat warmers on so they're just napping the whole time um, so what Lexus has been able to do now is is upscale the land cruiser experience I don't even think we have a land cruiser anymore um, and it was fantastic now this ultra luxury this four seat configuration is not as practical I, like if you look like if you're a if you're a black car driver limo driver whatever this is probably the configuration you want or if you're a a hotel in Vegas or a studio out here in l a and you you know you're driving you know somebody around like that's maybe the configuration that you want, but you can get conventional seats you can get a third row seat, so there was plenty of storage for the bags uh so, we, you know, we it was absolutely comfortable driving out there. And this particular version, of course, has the active air ride suspension. Um, it has its full off-road capabilities. These trucks are still built on a full, flame, a full frame um, instead of a unibody platform. So it was very strong. But Lexus has done a pretty good job of eliminating that truck feeling from it. It really doesn't feel like a truck anymore. Um so I was thinking, uh, what about its off-road capabilities? Will it still do it? So we got to Phoenix. We drove around there, did stuff with the family. And then I was like, let's go to Sedona. And I said, I want to find someplace off-road. Let's go for a hike. And Tammy found a great location. Um, I forgot what it was called. And you have two options. You can, you can get there and park in a parking lot and then hike about a mile. You walk about a mile to get to the hiking trail and you go up the mountains or whatever. Or that mile, if you have an off-road vehicle, you can take your off-road vehicle. Um, and right at the front gate of uh, of that mile run, it's a pretty big kind of rock structure that's there. Um, and it's meant to be like the test, Right. What they didn't want was like
3: – You can make it the rest of the
2: mile. That's exactly what it was. So it's intimidating when you see it and you're like, oh, this is a little bit bigger than you think it would be. Um, and it was interesting. So uh, there was, uh, there was some, a few people around us. There was uh, a few – definitely a few Jeeps. Um, most of them were a little lifted more than stock. Uh F-150 four by four had a lift kit on it and a handful of uh the UTVs. Um, you know, the razors or whatever, you know, four passenger ones. There's a place that you can rent them. So if you want, you can just kind of rent them and do a little bit of off-roading and stuff. And I I just told Tammy I was like, it's fine, let's let's put this in the off-road mode. Let's raise up the air suspension, let's go over that first obstacle, which we did. And we started doing it and then everybody was looking at us because it's a brand new, really nice hundred and thirty thousand dollar SUV. Who's this dumbass? <laughs> yeah, and everyone's looking at us like a bunch of douches. And uh you know, most most people probably not knowing that this was this is an off-road vehicle. This was based off of the Land Cruiser, which is a great off road vehicle. I mean I think you'd get the same looks if you were, you know, in a brand new Range Rover, which is also a very capable off-road vehicle, oh, right? Yeah. And the Defender. Um, I saw one guy out there in like like a 15-year-old Mercedes ML and <laughs> uh, and he got quite a ways down and he was just like, nope, I'm done and, and turned <laughs> turn it around and, and went back. Um, I don't know if he just got embarrassed by the dirty looks or just kind of felt like he was bottoming out a little bit on some of the rocks but honestly, the the Lexus was flawless. Uh, and, you know, we grabbed some pictures, we grabbed some video. For those of you guys that have a lot more experience in, in off roading and over landing and doing all that great stuff, far more than I do, I just, you know, being in Venice, Santa Monica area, we just, I just don't get out and do much of it. Uh, no. But yeah, but uh, we definitely got that, whatever you want to call it, right? Whatever sort of. Uh, Whatever, I don't know what the feeling is or the experience is that you want to call it. I'm sure the overlanding community has a a, a term for it, but we're in the vehicle and we're seeing these rock structures and we're we're driving up them and the, the you know the truck's pointing up and you can't see and it's pointing down and it looks like it's a huge, you know, dip in the road, and you're kind of leaning off to the left and leaning off to the right. And then I was like, Oh, this is this is insane. Like this thing is just you know, off-roading and climbing and it's doing it. And I was like, Tammy, jump out, grab some video. This got to be gnarly. She gets out, films it, gets back in. She goes, that was boring as fuck. <laughs> and she goes, so whatever's happening inside the vehicle feels way more intense than what it looks like outside of the vehicle. She's like, it looks like you're just driving in the dirt. And I was like, all right, well, inside the vehicle, it's going, you know, it's, it's, it's like a a roller coaster ride. So whatever.
3: That's you should have taken the video from the inside of the vehicle.
2: Yeah. So we got a little bit of, of from the inside of the vehicle, and I'll I'll put it all up on on social media. Uh, but it's going to be underwhelming because you're going to just see the vehicle just like move forward, and then you know realize you know when you. I mean, you're going slow, and you know, and the, it feels like the truck's pointing up, and the truck's pointing down, and it leans left, right, and whatever. And outside of the vehicle, it just looks like it's crawling over like a couple of curbs or something <laughs> like that. Uh, so the video is not impressive, but the experience absolutely was, and it was fun. Uh, and then we drove it to Vegas, and we were, you know, we we just parked it there and, and hung out in Vegas for New Year's, and it was a blast. We met up with some friends. Uh, uh, from Canada, that drove their big motorhome down, and uh, don't be shocked, but my friend from Canada is like a huge Fox Body Mustang collector, <laughs> and that's how that's how we know each other. We We actually met at Barrett Jackson years ago. Uh, um, Speaking of which,
3: I'll be there in three weeks.
2: Yeah. Um. So, yeah, so we hung out, we had a great time, and then he drove back down, a typical car guy, he's like, oh, I'm going to drive back to Canada, I need to make a quick stop in Orange County in California, pick up some wheels uh, for another car project, and then I'm going to go. And I was like, all right, it's a nice little detour. But I'll tell you, I, uh, we, we didn't leave Sunday, like January 1st, we, we left Monday, the second thinking we'd, we'd beat some of the, the traffic. Um, no. No we did not what a fucking shit show trying to drive back it really didn't matter what time of day but between the traffic and the stupid accidents and it's just people not paying attention i mean i'm saying stupid accidents nothing tragic nothing just fender benders of people not paying attention because they're texting or or you know sitting in traffic and they're bored but just causes massive delays uh, I don't know what's what's the ride from from Vegas to l a four and a half hours four hours something like that it took nine hours not surprising nine hours like it was and and rain and and just it was it was just miserable like it was twelve miles an hour it just seemed like we were going. 12 miles an hour the whole time like, we can't
3: talk about traffic and we can't talk about driving up there with and not and not speak about that Tesla that flew off of the 101 yeah and I, I, all four of them freaking survived after it rolled down there
2: yeah I saw pictures of it but I didn't really get into what happened but well now uh, they're
3: saying that it was on purpose that the the guy driving is a doctor, and he tried to kill his family. There were two kids in the vehicle. And you know, he went off of PCH and it was down in a can or a ravine or something and just a rock ravine and the pulled it up online, the car's destroyed.
2: Yeah, and, I saw the picture. And the four people
3: survived. I couldn't believe it.
2: <laughs> wow. Yeah. I, I'm telling you, like I, the weather we had on that ride back the rain and everything it was like it just wasn't worth it to do i we should have just stayed an extra day or two or drove back on a tuesday or 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 something just kind of you know just but i had to get back and i had shit to do but um yeah don't do that drive especially during a holiday weekend don't do that drive but anyway that was that was a, miserable. Uh, Yeah, miserable kind of thing um Anyway, uh, what else is going on? Um, uh, Ford's been uh, moving forward on the next generation F one hundred and fifty Lightning, um, which is uh, will come out in twenty twenty five. There'll be a little crossover. They'll sell the current one for a few months while they roll the new one. So probably, uh, probably mid year, maybe fall of twenty twenty five. You could they'll start production, get delivery toward the end of the year and the face on the- current one yep. um i i i don't know like i i like my truck a lot it's very comfortable it's nice to drive um it's probably still a little bigger than what i need for for la um i still find you know the parking garages i don't fit in and parking spots it's a little you know when when parking is a premium and it's hard to find and you know so it it's it's an adjustment uh, to own a vehicle like that in LA. Um, and I'm always down to try new things. So I don't know how long I, I would keep it or if I would get something new. Uh, but, you know, as we start to go into this EV world, um, you you
3: start to go into
2: <laughs> Yeah. The world.
3: Well, me and another part of these listeners are just watching you guys and laughing and. Yeah. Just wait for shit to happen, man, because I, I ain't a fan. I'm just going to come out and say it in 2023, and it's not going to freaking happen. And I know you're not the biggest fan in the world, but let let in 2023, let's look at reality, okay? Let's look at infrastructure. Let's look at all of the things that are positives for electric cars and, and, and peel back the onion a little bit. Yeah. Right? So – this shit ain't going nowhere. Not, not yet. No, it will uh, number of years, but right now it's a freaking pipe dream.
2: I, I mean, I, I, I agree. I mean, I like the truck. Um, I like not having to go to a gas station. I just go to my warehouse and I plug it in when I need to plug it in, but there are definite limitations. You know, I, you know, I've, I've, Run out of range. I don't want to say battery because you know I still stopped and charged it. But it was like you know I I did it in the pouring rain. You know when Adam and I went out to an event and you know it was two o'clock in the morning and it's just pouring rain and I got to stop for thirty minutes at a fast charger to get an extra fucking sixty miles of range so I can you know get it. You know it was it's just how about the park, it's not how about all the parts. Not all
3: ideal. Country that are cold all the time. What does that do to the batteries? What does that do to the charge? What does that do to the charging time? What does that do to the capacity?
2: I, yes, listen. I've been following some of the F one hundred and fifty forum guys and Twitter and the preconditioning of batteries and all of this stuff. So, um, a waste of freaking time. An uh, so, absolute waste of fucking time. It. it yes, except yeah. I wanted to be able to experience it, then come back and talk about it. And yeah, um, absolutely. And. Would would I trade my gas engine cars for uh, an electric vehicle and have that be the only thing I drive? I'm definitely not ready for that. Definitely no not. One. Definitely no not one. ready for that. Uh, as 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 nice as the truck is, I like it more because it's a really nice F one fifty platinum and it's got you know it's a really nice truck. Um, not necessarily because it's electric. It's just a really nice truck that has to be quiet. Happens to be quiet and fast, and that experience is interesting. But you know, having you know the old school Raptor, you know V eight with the Roush supercharger on it, which I drove as well, uh, way way fun, super fun. So uh, and, not- and don't get me wrong, man. At
3: twenty, at the start of twenty twenty three, I'm not. I'm not sitting here, you know, saying that electric cars are a bad idea. I'm just saying the timing is not right. So everybody jump off your freaking bandwagon and understand (laughs) the reality of the infrastructure of the United States and then sit back and make an assumption of whether in the next five years it's truly going to happen. Because it's not. It's not going to happen. I'm sorry. Everybody can pipe dream it all they want. And every, every politician can push for it you know, all they want. And, and it's just, it's not going to happen. And at the end of the day, it's truly doesn't save the environment like everybody's saying it does, you know? So not to the, not to the point that they say it. And so for me, I just, I think it's a waste of fucking time. I do. Right. There's, there's- I, I love the earth and I want to do everything I can to help, help. Hey, I have got, I have a kid, right. And I want, you know, future generations to prosper and have as much fun and, and, you know, to be able to do everything and, and, you know, have the freedom, but I'm just, we have to be realistic. That's all.
2: We definitely have some work to do. uh We definitely have some work to do. Yeah. I mean, if,
3: if you didn't, well, whatever. I mean, if you didn't own one, you'd be, (sighs) you wouldn't have to cover your purchase is what I'm saying right? The downfalls that you've experienced. <clears throat> it was, it was an experiment, right? Yeah. It was an experiment.
2: Yeah. It's an experiment.
3: So I, I don't believe, I think you'd be even more harsh on the, on the situation if you didn't own one.
2: I, I agree. And I, you know, but I wanted these conversations and for the sake of these conversations and and the fact that I have other gas engine vehicles, I would – I'm a little interested in, in maybe down the road trying a different electric vehicle, something maybe <laughs> longer range and a little bit more, you know, size appropriate for LA and see what that experience is like. Uh But at this point, it's like, I don't know. I'm not really doing too much. I'm just trying to get the tune done on the Mach One so I can start driving the twin turbo car around. <laughs> <That>? <laughs> you know, and we're still kind of fussing around with that. So I just want to get that. Done. But in the meantime, like it's pouring rain out here and we got shit weather. So I'm like, all right, I got a little bit of time, you know, because I'm running that on summer tires. And you know, at least the F150 is, you know, it's all wheel drive and it's on all weather tires. So driving out here in the in the rain, I was like, well, I guess I'm going to drive it. This is the right time to drive it. Exactly. Uh, uh, but anyway. like
3: said, again, don't get me wrong, man. I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not completely against this revolution. I'm just saying that the timing, it's not realistic. <laughs> and anybody who thinks it is, is, is they're a moron. I'm just saying.
2: Right. Well, I, I, because it's not an only car, um, I, I am interested in something of a performance vehicle, an electric performance vehicle, because what mm-hmm. the electrification can do to the performance of the vehicle, uh, is super interesting to me. Um, and use that. And that's as, not a vehicle
3: you're really worrying about the range in.
2: Right, 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 right. So I'm, I'm a little bit interested in that, but, uh, all right, let's, uh, we're gonna wrap things up. Um, uh, yeah, listen, we got a lot more down the road. I, speaking of electric, we'll get into this later. I drove the Mercedes EQS 580. This is the all-electric Mercedes SUV, uh, mm. and it, it's the the larger one. Um, and very interesting, a heck of a learning curve. I mean, the the tech in this thing is just off the charts. So uh, we'll we'll get into it. We'll get into that a little bit more. That that deserves a little bit more time, but.
3: And, and I can, and I and I also cannot wait to get into an electric performance vehicle. Yeah. But, but when the time is right.
2: Yeah, when the that's, time is right.
3: Cuz I don't right. I don't like inconvenience. Yeah. You know, and and that's there's nothing but inconvenience with these electric vehicles at this point.
2: Yes, but there is a little bit of convenience. Like I said, I don't go to a gas well, yeah, station anymore. I like go to the- I- Well,
3: I don't either because I have gas in my fucking garage.
2: (laughs)
0: Yeah,
2: right. 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 In this instance, you would have a a charger as well. And you can, you know, like you said, roll it into the garage or maybe just into the wash bay or something and just be like, I'm just going to park, you know, maybe not put a charger in the wash bay, but like just outside of it. Right <laughs> Probably not the right place to put it. But, yeah, and
3: but I'd, like, I'd like to try one. I mean, yeah. I, I'd like to do a case study like you did. But you yeah. know, quite obviously and, and having other uh, type of vehicles to drive. You right. Know, when, but listen, I, I'm
2: I'm interested in what the car companies are doing. I'm interested in, in Porsche, what they're doing with, with EVs, possibly 911s and Macan and and Cayman and uh, How about Audi? Yeah, what what uh what Audi's doing on stuff as well. So there's some there's some interesting things there. And I asked Ford, I drove the Mustang Mach-E and I asked him for the GT performance. That thing's quick. The range isn't really there, but I want to drive the the fast version of that thing. I've driven a few of the Mach-Es, but not the fully, you know, the full tilt version of it. So um you know we're going to get into that as well, but it's funny. Because, uh, Ford reached out twice in the last like month. They're like, "Hey, we've got a lightning in. If you want to test drive it," and I go, "Oh, thanks. I already bought one." And then yesterday he reached out. and He's like, "All right, we got the 2022 Mach ones. If you want to drive that," I was like, "Oh, thanks. I already bought one." And he wrote back. He's like, "I should be getting my test cars from you." <laughs> and I was exactly. like, "Yeah." It's so like I got early enough on the list that I got early versions of both of those cars. So uh, before. All the fleet guys got it here in, in California for, uh, uh, for Ford. But um, All right. Uh, We've got to give the studio up. We've got to do another podcast in here. But uh, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. We'll see you next week. Until next time, uh, keep the air and the spare in the bag in the week. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCastShow. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes.
1: You know, I gotta tell you, I have so many garbage apps on my phone, I never know where to look for stuff. And recently, I decided to clean house. All the junk and clutter gone. This leaves me with my most cherished apps. You know, the ones that can do it all. Like my Live One app. Music, events, news, podcasts, comedy. Oh, and actual musical stations curated by humans. Not those robots. Hanging out on Bezos's yacht. All this on one tiny little place on my phone. I've become such a fan of the app, we here at the Adam Corolla Show will give you three months free. Jump on to liveone.com forward slash Corolla to lock in your deal today. And with inflation at an all-time high, this is a huge savings. Liveone.com forward slash Corolla for three months plus for free.
3: 3.